tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to... Another epic season of Rain here on AfterBuzz TV as we discuss Season 3, Episode 1, Three Queens, Two Tigers. Although we only actually saw one tiger in this episode, I believe the second tiger is, of course, Mary, Queen of Scots. That's right. That is the theme song that we so know well and love, but we didn't get that tonight either because there was so much to go over. That is the Lumineers. Uh, check that out because we'll be hearing that a lot. We've got a lot of episodes uh, to go. I am your host, Phil Svitek. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I am doing the show solo tonight. Um, I've saved two mics for J.B. Zimmerman and Keaton Markey right over there when they come back. Much like the actual show of Rain, people are scattered throughout all of Los Angeles, and we're getting back together. So for the first episode, it will be me, and henceforth, we'll have uh, we'll have the rest of the team as well. You might see some new faces as well, just like the actual show. And speaking of that, we'll also try to shoot for uh, guests as always, and you know, just overall have a very good season. I know you guys like listening and watching to us so we we definitely appreciate that we want to make this as fun a season as as in the past so lots to go over so much and of course we'll do castle corner uh, that segment will be back we'll be doing that a little bit later there's plenty of news and gossip especially that this is the first episode lots to discuss there and of course all predictions for basically the entire season so this will this will hopefully be a very jam packed episode for you guys. Let's start with uh, let's start with Greer because uh, Greer has kind of since last season we thought perhaps you know her storyline might be a little bit more diminished, but no people no her storyline went back up last season. She was uh, quite important, especially towards the end, and now she's important again. And her, her it, it, it's interesting, kind of, to note her profession and all of this. Obviously, uh, you know, she 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 is a madame, but uh, you, you know, she's she's always there for Mary in the right ways. Um, and tonight, because money is needed to aid Scotland, we get a pirate. And yeah, one of the things that uh, that about this season has been teased is we'll obviously get. A lot more characters. And so whether or not uh, Martin de la Lambert stays longer than this episode, I think he will, especially with the way he really d- uh, dug into Greer's skin tonight. Uh, obviously, he made so many promises to her uh, and got her into bed all for naught. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the plan in the end worked and money has gotten there. Yeah, but but it's interesting, you know. It's one of those things 
and this can be male or female, but when when someone says, "Oh, it doesn't mean much to me," in the case of Greer, when she says, "When she says, uh, yes, she's upset by it, but you know, you know that's not going to irritate her, or she's not going to think about it." Uh, the fact that she's looking down at him as he's leaving, and he does that uh, really creep—not creepy, but just um, just rude wink to her—and then she kind of runs to the opposite side and, and sees him off. That's why I do predict that uh, in terms of the pirate, we will see him again. Uh, and especially, you know, obviously for the most part, any guest star that we do have, uh, you know, whether whether a couple episodes or even just one episode, it, they're for the most part male or female good looking. But with him especially, I think um, it, it's going to really shake it up. Um, you know, she's still... Greer offers a lot in that she's still married, technically, but I, there's there's little little chance of her actually seeing her husband, who you know she did fall in love with, but you know obviously in the end we we've all sort of known and wanted her to be with Laith, and then with everything that happened with Laith last season, that's obviously not working out i thought you know we all agreed me keaton and jb and then for the most part you guys that that was actually a good choice by her it showed a lot of strength and now she's got uh you know this guy so i don't know could you call that a love triangle perhaps maybe it's just uh or actually i was going to call it a square because there's technically four people but yeah uh i think technically it's more of a love triangle because you, you know she can only realistically go after Laith or the pirate. So we'll see we'll see what happens there. Um and we'll talk about the politics of of needing the money in a bit, but I just want to kind of open it up with Greer since, you know, that's an easy storyline and whatever you guys think just write it down in the comment section below whether on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, there's there's multiple ways of listening to us. All in all, the idea is that if there's a way to listen to us, we try to be there so that way you have no excuse but to listen to us. And hopefully you do, and hopefully you enjoy uh, most of what we say, if not all of it. And even if you don't, that's that's really why the comments are there. I want you guys to participate, interact. Uh, I really do love you guys as fans. Uh, you know, some of you guys have made uh, holiday ornaments out of out of our faces which is unnecessary but but much appreciated uh i will bring in the shirts that were made for us last season uh you know one of the when we started castle corner one of our fans sent in a book on castles which we'll be utilizing uh keaton has that tonight i'll be doing uh, a di- uh i'll be going a different route and uh you know so I'll, that's that's the teaser that's all you get right there so all in all thank you guys for being a part of this uh, if you've been with us since the beginning Thank you. If you're new, you know, welcome. The more the merrier. Rain is such a good show. I And I certainly love talking about it, and I specifically love talking about it with you guys. All right. So let's let's start to dive in. Um, let's, let's, let's go into uh, Delphine and Bash, and then we'll kind of get into more of the politics of everything. So Delph- uh, Delphine and Bash, you know, there's it, – it, I've made – I've said this multiple times in the past. To me, the way they handle the supernatural is always very interesting because it's it toes that line of, well, is it really supernatural or is it just 
more superstition, for lack of a better term. And, you know, with Delphine, okay, she's a witch, crows are falling down and things like that. But, it, you know, as she comes back into it, she says, it's not her. There's an evil spirit, and that's what's causing it. And the reason why she, she chose uh, not being drowned, but instead uh, the fire, was that she knew she could escape a fire. Um, and so... It, it's always intriguing to me how they handle it, and I, I really like that subtle line. Uh, you know, everyone's searching for Delphine per Bash's orders. Yeah, certainly, they don't know why Bash is fully interested in this, and you know, that's because of the mark on his hand. And when the when one of the guards comes back in and says she got away, he he sort of knew right away what had happened, and and as the guard. Uh, says, you know, how, how did you know? Oh, I saw you walking in without a prisoner. Okay, great. So there, there is that connection to them, and how far it goes, we'll see. I mean, you know, there's, there's that physical connection, but it's always been interesting. Delphine and, and Bash, obviously, there, there's also a romantic side to them, and you know, right now, Bash isn't really dealing with all the things that. That certainly Francis and Mary are dealing with. I don't, I don't think he's even brought, been brought up to speed necessarily on this stuff. You know, it's primarily been Narcisse who's sort of dealing with the more major stuff with Francis and Mary. So Bash is kind of left on his own, even though he is technically the right-hand person of King Francis. And, you know, this, this is sort of his mini-adventure, mini, mini not, not vendetta, but certainly he needs answers here. Uh we'll see how it develops i believe her um and in terms of what this evil spirit will be we'll find out um again the the hardest things to for me to predict are are these supernatural things because ultimately where they end up i never know and for those and part of it is no offense to rain they tend to not necessarily be my favorite because it is so far removed most of the time from the politics of everything that with everything else going on, it, it just seems a little bit – it just seems like it's not – a little unnecessary. And so if you guys have further thoughts on that, do let me know because uh, for me, it's it's always a, very much a guessing game that I just get wrong, unfortunately. So – uh, one, one of the other characters that we didn't quite see tonight uh, was was Kenna. Uh, you know what what she's doing and things like that. We'll, we'll we'll certainly hopefully find out more of, but we didn't really get her into tonight uh, the episode. So we'll see. Now, all the rest of these characters: Narcisse, Lola, Francis, Mary, Catherine, Elizabeth, and obviously uh, uh, our pirate. You know, all of them are now. This is where we get into the politics of it all, and for me, the very, the very exciting stuff. And first and foremost, we start off, we start off this season by going to England, and it's funny to me how we have the lower third for England, and we've never really. Once we come back to France, we don't necessarily need it. We just kind of know where we are because we we've been here so many times. But it's good to see England. Uh, in terms of, but let's take a step back. 
this this entire episode starts off with Mary and Francis kind of back together in each other's arms. Uh, she's dancing. He's building a boat. And the way he he says, it, it's, it's, there's things that matter and that there's things that don't. And I, she says to him, no, we're, we're the king and queen. There, there's other things that matter like than building a boat. And we have to tend to these things. And obviously she finds out the truth later on. But in that moment, certainly for her and us as the audience, uh, upon first viewing, you know, we don't quite necessarily know what that means. But the reason, you know, he's having this conversation with Mary about there's things that ultimately matter. And with Lola is because uh, Francis knows he has a timestamp on his life. Now, what it is, he doesn't know. We don't necessarily know, but there it is, and 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 he's he will die. And so that's for for, for lack of a better term, he's trying to get his affairs in order through all of this. Um, you know, he's trying to set up Mary for the best possible position, so that way, when he does die, she is set up to to still continue and be able to rule. In the way that she needs to do, so that way Scotland is safe. Um, which obviously in this episode starts to hinder because you know they're running out of money to be able to do so, and you know obviously the information gets intercepted, but but they could have almost been uh, cut off from from the Pope and the Vatican, which which if that were to happen, obviously uh, that's the whole source of their income and it would have been bad but before we fully dive into that you know uh as i said he's he's getting his affairs in order and that's why he also when he's when he's dealing with lola and the baby there he's very much concerned about lola and narcisse which you know he has a right to be he has the right to speak out about his opinion but if he was to do that, I think he also should have told Lola, you know, don't repeat this or or anything like that. Because now uh, Lola, she ends up going to Narcisse and kind of telling him this information. And we'll, we'll, I'll talk about Lola and Narcisse and, and their relationship. But, um, you know, I, I thought it was a – in terms of lining up your affairs, I thought that was a bad move by Francis to be plain in that way. Uh and I, I also do think obviously, obviously Lola will find out through Mary what's going on with Francis. I think perhaps I, I, I think she deserves to find out from him, and and he should tell her directly. But I think ultimately she's going. Lola's going to find out from Mary because Mary finds out the truth from Francis tonight as to why he is acting the way he is, which obviously breaks Mary's heart. Um, and you know they're they're trying to figure things out of of what to do there. Now, Narcisse has always been to me a very interesting character. I I, I love this guy to death. Um, I really do. I think he's since last season he's been one of the best characters on this entire show. Um, and the re- reason for that, you know, here's a guy who. People wanted his head, including myself, and now he's such a great ally to to Francis and Mary. And his ultimate motive 
it's so interesting because you never quite know what it fully is. Um, is it to regain power? Although, you, you know, I think as long as he has power, I don't think he necessarily needs to be the king. I think he just needs a way to, to, to be the puppeteer, and I think that's what he's doing. Uh, not to the full extent of, of the meeting, but... You know, at the very least, he has a good working relationship with Francis and Mary, and you know he's he's the one that's delivering this information to him. Now, Lola, on the other hand, obviously says uh, you know he's shrouded by blackmail and this and that, and so that's not necessarily a world that she wants to be a part of. And I really liked the way he he spoke to her in the sense of you know you've been with boys your entire life the the current king included you know what you need is a man and uh, we've seen him we've seen narcisse i you know last season we applauded him for the way he turned down the the, the princess uh but now the way he turns down lola the fact that he he says to her i'm willing to wait the fact that you know he that 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 he stands above it and he he doesn't want to just have a fling with her the fact that he wants something more just and i i think that's very noble i thought that was a very well written scene well acted scene uh all around and you know from the character's perspective i thought i thought lola just made a mistake i i really did in 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 her telling that that francis forbids it um you know because obviously well Francis needs Narcisse, and that, that's my point. When, when Nar- Narcisse, in this entire episode and kind of in the past episodes as well, Narcisse has been our source of information. And if he all of a sudden starts to get a vendetta against Francis because of him, of, of Francis forbidding the love of Lola, will he continue to feed this information? That that will remain. I, I, I think very much so, you know, Narcisse controls the way – if you control this information, then that puts you in a great position of power. And I think Narcisse is not below using it to his advantage. And I think you know, we, we've seen him manipulate Francis before and now when when Francis was in – and because the whole point is that they were two very similar situations. Uh, Francis was in a def, uh, desperate time last season. Although not necessarily dying, but the fact that you know Narcisse knew about the death of King Henry, and so Francis was being blackmailed for that. He didn't have many options. Uh, when you're put in a weaker position, and, and now I, one can argue this is way worse because he's dying, and so every decision he has to make, it's based off of that fact to make sure that everything's good. And so I think inevitably he'll have to make some sort of deal – uh, whether he wants to or not, with Narcisse to 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 ensure Lola and Mary's um, uh, lifestyle, and yeah, I think I think he's he just has too much information too early in the season. I don't think it's good, um, but I actually do like I I do like Narcisse. Um, I think he's a very brilliant guy, and I, I think he truly does love Lola. And I think he is right. She is scared to be with him. For what reason? Yes, we we know their history, but I don't think she has to be anymore. So we'll see, we'll see kind of what happens there. Now, 
the the major problem of tonight's episode is, of course, Elizabeth, England, and the dying resources in Scotland. Um, and as eventually we find out, or Mary finds out, Elizabeth and Catherine are working together. Catherine is uh, directly feeding information to Elizabeth, which is in fact treason. Um, not to necessarily skip ahead, but it's interesting to me the way Catherine presented her argument to Mary and Francis when she was kidnapped um, or or recaptured. Of how you know she's she was doing this for France, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, I thought the argument was well put, but I I didn't believe a word of it. I'd be interested to know if if you guys actually think that perhaps Catherine was playing Queen Elizabeth. Um, I don't think she was. I really don't think. Not whatsoever. Uh, obviously, I think Catherine will just say anything out of desperation at any given moment. Um, but you know, one thing that you can't fault Catherine for is she has she's. Uh, She's got questions and she's always got actions. Um, you know, uh, she she always knows she has at least three solutions for any given problem, and that's what at the end of the day you got to really love about Catherine. And to see the show now shift, where it's not just men in power. We've seen we've seen King Henry, who's always been a very strong guy, and we got glimpses of him last season, uh, controlling Catherine even as a ghost. You know, Francis has been struggling with this the, the idea of power. We've seen Bash. But now, to get, uh, and, and also, you know, we've talked about Narcisse, but to see Catherine, Elizabeth, Mary, and now the way they have to really deal. And, and they're, they're in a prime position. You know, we're no longer talking about just the ladies of the queens. These are queens themselves. And seeing Elizabeth is, is quite intriguing. There's so much pressure from her. Uh, on her, one to to produce an heir to, to stabilize England, all these various things, uh, and you know it's just as Catherine says, you know, men don't want to be ruled by women, let alone much, let alone listen to them, which I think for the time is obviously very true uh, and well stated. You know, Elizabeth, for the most part, I think in the end, you know, each of these women wants. Nothing different than what any male ruler would want, uh, and but but the problem is because they are women in this time, and they have to prove themselves much differently. And so, you know, while they in the end, all three could have a very peaceful relationship, and I, I do think one of the reasons that they don't is because of the male pressure. Uh, Elizabeth's, you know, one of her, the only thing that she, at least for herself, wants is Robert, which is very interesting. And she can't even have that. Uh, she, you know, he's married. Uh, he's he's a lesser status. And it just it just wouldn't work out. He's a great advisor. And obviously she wants him near. You know, he, he would prefer to be somewhere else. And But um, so in the end, she can't fully make. She can't fully make her own decisions. So instead, Catherine said, you know, here's – what Catherine proposes is the best case scenario. And 
uh, of all this doesn't mean it doesn't mean it's it's the uh, it's what Elizabeth fully wants might not necessarily be but it, it certainly gets Elizabeth much closer to what she does want or at least uh, settles the ground and so the two big things are obviously um, you know if, if money's cut off from the Vatican from the Pope to to France then um, then Mary will lose her power Scotland goes by the wayside so on and so forth. Um, so you have that, and in, in the midst of all of this, uh, Elizabeth proposes uh, a sort of peace offering with Mary, and that's to be wed to Charles. Um, and you know, obviously, Mary sort of learns the truth. Uh, it always, while it may take Mary a little bit of time to really realize what's going on. Uh, you know, that doesn't mean she's not smart because I really did like her quote when she says, well, why is it so strange that Elizabeth might be proposing peace? Uh, you, you know, we always thought it would me that would be making the, the, the truth, the truce. But why is it so far fetched that she made the first move, which I thought in, in theory is number one, it's great wishful thinking. Number two, it, it is noble. I, th- I think, um, you know, isn't that far fetched? Uh, but obviously, in this scenario, wrong because it just is. You know, uh, and immediately Francis brings back Charles and takes him under his wing. Um, although there's that, you know, when, when they're doing archery, there's that moment where Francis can't fully fully teach him because he has his spout of. Um, um, I think he's I think he was about to, you know have some wheezing or coughing or whatever and he didn't want uh, charles to see him in the state certainly francis right now is trying to hide it as much as possible from from basically everybody the fact that he's sick and that that he is dying uh but uh you know here's charles who per catherine's suggestion should marry queen elizabeth and elizabeth is not necessarily all for it right away but but for it eventually and it makes sense so um that gets stopped very fast by by francis and but but a meeting is set up now obviously this meeting isn't what it turns out to be there we have queen elizabeth you have her troops all waiting for the french uh and instead they go and they steal back catherine and here she is with the pirates (laughs) and she says you know, uh, we don't have many. We have plenty of jails, but none that move. And here's your tiger. Um, you know, I I worry for the just a great scene. You know, kind of Catherine uh, just being so scared and all that. So there you have the episode. There you have my thoughts on the episode. Let me know what you guys think. I I really liked how this developed. I, th- I thought this. I thought for us coming back into this season season three it came very very strong so much happened i i I thought they were firing on all cylinders and they've really set us up for what looks like a fantastic season um so i'm i'm really excited now before we fully dive into to cast corner the news and gossip and all that stuff uh, we know keaton loves the outfits on this show and so i you know i went online and i looked up what fans and other people thought the outfit of the week was 
And the outfit of this episode is the gown that Mary wears when she learns Francis dying. The sleek, the sleek and long sleeves are perfect for reading letters sent from your arch enemy. While luscious, um, while the luscious skirt was basically built for soaking up tears on a chapel floor. Beautiful and functional. The best kinds of dresses always are. So, uh, you know, check that out. That is the outfit of the week. And um, uh, here's some uh, here's some great quotes of the episode. Uh, and uh, th- this is a segment from Entertainment Weekly, uh, their online publication. Uh, publication. Uh, this, this is the quotes that they have. And they're calling it the Queen's Corner of Harsh Lady Truths. Men don't like taking orders from women. They can barely stand speaking to them. Uh, Catherine. Uh, they let me rule my heart. But what they want is a man to rule me. I won't have it, um, Elizabeth. And uh, I am England's queen, and those who seek to replace me will suffer my wrath, Elizabeth. So, some uh, three great quotes. All right, news and gossip time. After Buzz TV news. First and foremost, I don't think this is necessarily news, but. Rain on the CW is now on a new time slot. It is now Friday nights, and uh, the originals goes from uh, that is because the originals goes from Tuesday nights to Thursday nights. So you have the Vampire Diaries and the originals sort of back to back, and Rain's on Friday. Now, you know, is that good or bad? I don't know, but the the viewership stayed overall. <coughs> excuse me, stayed overall strong. Uh, Friday night we had. 960,000 viewers. So congratulations to to Rain. Uh, you know, I'd love to see those numbers go up. Yeah, for selfish reasons. You know, I love the show and I want people to, to see the show um, as much as possible. I, I really do. And I, I the good news is in my own personal life, I've turned a lot of people onto the show. So I'm very proud of that fact. And you as a fan of this show, if you have friends, tell them about tell them about Rain. Have them go see Rain. They can catch up on Netflix uh, and other places. And, you know, if that's all you do, then great. And if you want to be even more kinder, tune them, uh, turn them on to this show. I, I Hopefully they would appreciate both. Um, okay. Now, this, this isn't necessarily spoilers, but um, Digital Trend did an article about five things we can expect to see in this season. And they're very generic, so again, they're not necessarily spoilers, but if you want to tune out for a little bit, by all means. Uh, there's going to be lots of politics and power struggles. Okay, we're, we're excited for that. You know, I think that's that's what we ultimately love, you know, and because not only is it the politics and the power, but, but, but it affects these individual relationships. And the effect that it has on that, that's what we love. Uh, we will get more Mary and Francis. I think everyone can be excited about that. Uh, we will get many new exciting characters. Uh, we, we already have Elizabeth, who we're diving into, and I don't think she's going anywhere. We will see if if our pirate friend stays around. But they, they, they've done really well with guest spots, and so I'm excited to see these various people. And we will have more love triangles and new romances. So we'll, we'll see how that develops. Um and drama in French and Elizabethan court. I think uh, I would say we got all of those things certainly tonight. And so if 
if it continues in that way, this is this makes for a very exciting season. Now, speaking of this season, this definitely is a spoiler. So if you do not spoiler alert, spoiler alert. That's right. So if you do not want to hear this, tune out. But um, for about a minute, for about a minute, because I'm going to re- uh, read some of this stuff. So showrunner Lori McCarthy spoke exclusively exclusively to EW about the death of Francis and why she wanted to spoil it before the season began. She says, I wanted people to get used to it. There was no way around it in storytelling, McCarthy said. We've done shocking deaths, and that's not the tone of this story. I wanted it to be an emotional journey that we all went on and that we could all feel the highs and lows of, and I wanted it to be a love story. I didn't want it to be something that shocked the fans or really anybody. I needed to process I needed to process it too. By spoiling it, McCarthy says fans will be heartbroken, but you won't be reeling. I think it's better to reel with them and to be with the characters as they process it. And there's also the fact that she also loves Francis. I love that character, and I love Toby. Uh, Toby is the actor. So I just couldn't imagine doing it any other way. So, uh, and yes, Toby has always known his fate. Um, He just didn't know the timing until this season. So, you know... Although, spoiler, I think ultimately it's dramatic irony. Um, you know, for the most part, the, the, the fate of, of Francis has has been geared, has been given to us. We just, you know, didn't know ourselves. Now we're, we know it's the season, which specific episode, we don't know. They've always, they've done really well with shocking deaths. But, um, but now let's enjoy our time with Francis because it is going to be that dramatic irony, uh, you know of when when it'll happen and it's gonna be a fun ride all right uh a segment that you guys have grown very fond of castle corner and today we go into we go in elsewhere we don't go into england we don't go into france or any european country for that matter i figured we'd do a little something different we go to japan right and so uh there's a we're going to talk about Okayama Castle. And it is a Japanese castle in the city of Yoka, Yoka, Yokayama. Um, and, uh, you know, they're, they're, for those of you watching, there's, there's some pictures, uh, you know, that you can check out. If, if you're listening on audio, just look up, uh, Yokayama Castle on Google and you'll, you'll see it. Maybe I'll, I'll probably post them on my Instagram, uh, at PDSvitek if you want to check that out. Um, but there, there are t- two of the watchtowers survived the bombing of 1945 and are listed by the National Agency of Cultural Affairs. Now, okay, to, let's let's start with the history of this, right? So, the construction of of this castle was started in 1573 by Yukita Naomi, and uh, it was completed by his son in 1597. So. Um, uh, about um, you know just just over a 20 year gap there um and then uh you know he the the son he sided with the ill-fated toyama toyota mi clan at the battle um of seginahara and uh you know he was he was captured and exiled to prison uh, the castle and surrounding uh, Fidans were given to uh, and by the way 
I apologize I, as I am probably butchering all of these names, uh, but I, I am doing my best with them. Um, so the castle and the surrounding things were given to Kobayakawa um, as spoils of war. Kobayaka died just two years later um, without leaving an heir, and the castle was given to the Ikeda clan, who later added um, the the koraku um as a private garden and by the way so when you go and visit this uh there's the castle side of it right but then you know attached with it is is this very beautiful private garden that you should definitely check out if, if you ever have the chance to go and in 1869 the castle became the property of uh meiji uh meiji's government um which is the Ministry of War. Like many other castles throughout Japan, the outer moats were filled in and the old castle walls gradually disappeared underneath the city. Um, and on June 29th, 1945, Allied bombers burnt the castle to the ground. Reconstruction began in 1964 and was completed in 1966. Uh, in 1960, in 1996, the rooftop gargoyles were gilded as part of the 400th anniversary uh, celebrations and uh so there you kind of have it um you know it's made of wood stone plaster and tile so definitely definitely kind of check it out um at least certainly on 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 the internet i think it's a great castle and if you ever have the chance to go i haven't been but but i felt there was something different you know a lot yeah, yeah there's kind of what Castle Corner has taught me is that castles come in all shape, sizes, um, architecture, so on and so forth, and there, there's really a beauty to them all. And you know, I, I just kind of enjoy it. So you know, there you have that one. Finally, let's get to some predictions. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. So for predictions for the season. I, I think Narcisse and Francis will have a very interesting relationship. I think uh, I think Narcisse is gonna uh, not necessarily. I, I think he's gonna use he, he's gonna use and learn that Francis is dying, and he's gonna use it to his advantage. And I think ultimately he will end up with Lola. And I, I would like to see them together. Uh, uh, it, it's always been tough because while this show is historic, uh, the story telling tends to be a little bit looser um so we'll see if mary and francis actually get an heir. Uh, obviously that's a that's a major thing um i think charles is going to be interesting to see how he develops as a character uh you know we haven't seen him for quite a while the last time i remember seeing him he was just a small small child and now you know you know he's not quite a man but but he's certainly much older and and wants to learn, and and I think this is going to be make or break for for Charles, and it'll be interesting to see his development with Francis. So that, that'll be interesting, and I, I do think we will see the pirate back with Greer, uh, and I'm curious to see how Blaith fits into all of this. So we'll see. But thank you guys for joining me today. As I mentioned, we will have JB back. We will have Keaton back. So we, we've got a fun-filled season, and we're gonna, we've got some exciting ways. Uh, right now, many of the actors are filming in Canada, but 
I, I'm working on a strategy to do some remote stuff with them where they can send us um, questions that we ask them. You know, they can shoot it on their iPhone. So that's something that, that I'll work towards, and that way we can get them on throughout the season. And then hopefully when, when the season ends, we'll get them in studio to really d- discuss with us. Thank you guys for being amazing, amazing fans, as always. And uh, just, just comment along. Yeah, that I, I love talking with you guys. I really... Uh, people... Ask me all the time, wait, you watch Rain? And yes, I proudly say I watch Rain, and I like Rain, and I like talking about it with you guys. So until next time, uh, we'll see you here next Sunday for another Rain After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 